Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you, you're going to say, that guy's lying. That cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the Chronicles of Three Tales Max. So let's get started. And remember, it's not my fault. Gambling. There have been songs written about gambling and gamblers. It's really kind of crazy when you think about gambling. Uh, if, you, if you think about the establishments that exist today, they are uh, some of the biggest hotels, nicest hotels. Well, they don't sustain their business model if money doesn't come in. And their business is gambling. should tell you something if you think reasonably about gambling. Most people don't gamble they just play a game and lose money. There was a movie once written about gambling, you know, uh, their card counting, that kind of stuff. All good stuff, all gambling. But there is a small element, or at least you should try to, to reduce this element to a small element, of luck. Lady luck, all that kind of stuff. You've heard it all. I'm not trying to tell you anything about gambling or how to gamble or that you shouldn't gamble. I'm here to talk to you about my experiences around gambling. So let's move back in time before I was born. Uh, go back to my grandparents' time. On my father's side, his, grand, his mother and her brothers came from Eastern Europe to the United States. They have a certain amount of luck. This is not gambling skill. This is just sheer luck. Uncle Cookie used to describe himself as a professional gambler. I was a small child when I knew this man. I can tell you, he didn't go to work every day, like to a nine-to-five job. I'll give you that. He would take road trips. Uh, a lot, most of the time, he would do his gambling in Florida on dog races. Now, I've never been to a dog race. I've been to Florida, but I don't know what dog races are all about or gambling in Florida was about at this time. Wasn't me. Wasn't part of what I knew. Uncle Cookie did. That was his business. He would be out of money. He would take his quote-unquote gambling money, go to Florida, come back and live a while. Uncle Cookie was a, was a unique character, let me tell you. He played in local... Poker tournaments, or they weren't called poker tournaments uh, in this time frame. They were just called poker games. And yes, there was some money exchanging hands, these poker games. Um, he had a brother, and my father used to say about his uncle, my father's uncle, other, other uncle, not Uncle Cookie, um, th this guy would fall down, smack his head on something, stand up, and think, oh man, there's something in that wound. He'd pull it out and it'd be an uncut diamond. Luck. Just luck. Just sheer luck. That's not gambling. That's not what you should count on when you start to gamble. It's nothing like that. Now my son Chuck seems to have inherited this luck syndrome. This luck option in life. I've paid, played board games with him. I've played 
card games with him, he rarely uses. You flip a coin, 90% of the time he will beat you. Like three in a row, five in a row, eight in a row, and then he'll give you one. It's flipping a coin. That's luck. You have to 50-50% chance to win when you flip a coin. And Chuck's pretty uh, pretty religious man now. He doesn't gamble. He won't uh, he won't buy any instant lottery tickets or anything like that. That's the setup, the background for the gambling streak. I've had a couple in my life. I go to Las Vegas with some regularity for work. But let's face it, when you go to Las Vegas, and they're not having these things you know, out in the middle of the desert, they're having them in a big fancy hotel that has a life a lifeblood of gambling. I rarely go and gamble. Rarely. Because like I told you, I look around this big, massive, beautiful hotel. They make their money off of gambling. They don't lose often. The house has the odds in their favor. So, you know, I like I said, I've been to Vegas many times. Many, many times. I still go to Vegas. So much so that... Uh, we renewed our vows. Alice and I renewed our wedding vows in the past. I had a stretch Hummer limo pick us up at the airport and had Elvis renew our vows in Vegas. And I've been there, like I said, I've been there for conferences since that point in time. And the family have come out and lots of things have happened to me in Vegas. So someday I'll do a podcast about, you know, things that have happened to me in Vegas. Many, many things. But, you know, winning streaks, man. This is the gambling mecca of of the United States, maybe. I don't know. The world, I don't know. Lots of gambling takes place there. So I'm having a conference, and the family drives out one time, and we meet there. And um, You know, the conference has a specific hotel that they're putting me up in, and uh, my family has a different hotel. And the, the hotel that my family's in is right beside this, I don't know if it's a hotel or what it is, but it's a structure that mimics the Eiffel Tower. We were staying in a floor that was very high up, and it was directly across from a dining room that was in this Eiffel Tower replica structure. Now, there's a lot of windows in this Eiffel Tower hotel, dining room, whatever. And so, you know, this is a streak about Alice, really. I'm, I'm involved, but I, I want to think that this next little ditty is the reason that Alice found a streak. So I'm up one morning. Now, morning in Vegas is about 12 o'clock noon, all right? You can't be in Vegas. The conference has ended. You can't be in Vegas with all the booze, all the gambling, all the shows, all the stuff to do. I mean, you get off the strip. If you've ever gone to Vegas and only stayed in the strip, you are missing so much stuff. So anyways, you know, Alice and I are in this hotel room and I'm up early, you know, it's about 11.30, quarter of 12, in 12 noon. And I'm standing in the middle of our hotel room, and I, you know, stand there, and everything God gave me, plus, a, you know, some skivvies. And I look across the hotel tower next to us, the Eiffel Tower next to us, and everybody's looking my way. I realize they're here for a really expensive lunch. I mean, I can't imagine. Stuff is ex- some stuff is ex- really expensive in Vegas. Other stuff's really cheap. But here they are, you know, 25 people or more. Uh, I couldn't tell you. They're eyeballing me. 
and here I'm standing there and, and what God gave me, plus a set of skivvies. Well, look, I as well just give them a memory. So I did. I just started scratching like guys do. I just started scratching parts of my body. and Now, nothing's re- un, you know, revealed that shouldn't be revealed. It's nothing more you could see, see me looking like this on the beach, right? And they're pointing, and they're talking and whatever. It's like, all right, well. So I walk away, come back, and, and I had forgotten. I, I took my skivvies off. Now I am bare naked. Nothing but what God gave me. What I came into the world with and what I'm going out of the world with. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, now the crowd's kind of crazy and they're laughing and chuckling. And pretty soon Alice comes in. I don't know where she was. Wasn't in the hotel room. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just making memories for these guys. These guys came to Vegas. You know, they're all blue hairs and I don't know who all's over there or whatever. Not, they're not regular Vegas people, I would guess. It's like, I'm making a memory for them. You know, look, think about what's happening. They're going to go home, and they're going to talk about the naked fat guy they saw in the hotel room when they were eating lunch. This is a memory for them. This is something that's going to make their life memorable for a long, long time to come. Well, needless to say, Alice didn't think that was too smart a move on my part. Yeah, maybe in hindsight it wasn't, but look, I was in my hotel room. I wasn't, you know, flashing somebody on a street corner with an overcoat and nothing else on underneath. So are, are I allowed to be in my hotel room and ha- take my clothes off? Alice didn't see it that way, so she storms out. Well, okay. She Alice does not gamble. Like, she's not a professional gambler. She'll play some instant lottery tickets and... You know, the nickel slot machines or stuff like that. Well, she goes by the slot machine. So she tells me, I wasn't there. It was playing her song. It was Wheel of Fortune slot machine. She went over and she put, I don't know, money in it of some kind. And it hit. And she kept playing and she kept winning. She'd lose money and she'd win money. And by the time it was all over... I would say, I don't know, an hour maybe. She had won several thousand dollars. Now, one, it's a different story. I think of winning potentially different than other people do. So if I start out with $100 and I come back with 50 bucks, I lost 50 bucks. I did not win. I may have won money during the time frame I was there, but for the day... I didn't win. I lost 50 bucks. Alice won several thousand dollars. So this streak goes on. Every time she got a feeling, it'd be in the middle of the night, she'd get up, she'd get down the same slot machine. She'd hit it, she'd play it for a, a period of time, and it wins. It's like she won thousands of dollars off of this slot machine. To be quite honest with you, I was glad because it took the focus off of me and what I was doing. It took the pressure off my home life, so to speak. So that's how streaky things get in our family. What about me? This is an autobiography. Uh, I don't really gamble in Vegas much. I have in the past. And I've won lots and lots of money also. And I've lost lots and lots of money also. I don't typically gamble in Vegas. But this is not gambling I'm talking about. This is just pure out and out luck. How do I know when I want to gamble? 
how do I know when I want to test my luck? There's <laughs> an old saying that these Eastern European folks told me many, many years ago. If your palms are itchy, that means money's coming to you. It's a, you know, urban legend, you know, a farce, a, a tale, a ghost story. What I don't know what you want to call it. Well, whenever my palms get itchy, I will buy a lottery ticket, do something, right? So the streak, I've had a couple of them. The first one starts out, um, a friend of mine still, and you know, we've been friends for many, many years. Uh, he will never let me forget that I stole a door prize from him. So this door prize, look, it, it was really something to behold. It was a clock made out of a slice of wood from a stump, a tree stump. Uh, they, you know, if you know anything about the word decoupage, I think that's how the finish was. It had a couple of dots glued on it where the numbers went, and had a timepiece stuck on it with hands, whatever. I, I, it was. Let's put it this way: for five bucks, you could have probably bought this at any, you know, thrift shop or whatever. So the story goes here: is we're, you know, we're going in. You're, we're young people, you know. We're going out with our group and. I just walk in there's, uh, to this club, and they're saying, would you like to buy a chance on a door door prize? And I'm like, sure. Well, unbeknownst to me, my buddy was trying to get his money out. Well, he's fumbling around. I don't know what he's doing. I just handed the guy 10 bucks, 5 bucks, a dollar. I don't know what it was. And uh, he handed me a ticket. My buddy buys the ticket right after me. One ticket. Yeah, guess what? I won the clock. To this day... He won't let me forget that. And this is, we're talking 40 years later, he still reminds me how I jumped in front of him at line and stole the clock. Okay, that's not a streak. That's just one thing. So the next week, he and I and a bunch of our friends are going out to an adult establishment, you know, partake of the grape, so to speak. Same thing, not different place. Same thing. Hey, coming through the door, would you like to buy a chance on a door prize? Well, sure, I'll buy a chance on a door prize. Now, this time, I turn around to the guy. We were there together again. It's like, well, you want to buy the ticket in front of me? And I can't remember exactly how it all, all, the, all the actions transpired, but I ended up buying either the ticket in front of him or the ticket behind him again. Door prize was a wool blanket. I don't know what I'm going to do with this wool blanket, but I got it. The streak, right? How, how odd is that? That's kind of odd. So a few years pass. I get the itch. So I go out and buy um, a lottery ticket. It's a state lottery ticket. They have drawings, whatever. And, you know, next time they draw, sure enough, I hit it. Now, you'd say, well, if you hit the lottery, well, why are you doing this stuff? Why don't you have somebody else doing it for you? Well, it just so happens that the 1987 Black Monday was right around time, either right, right before or the day that I hit the lottery. Now, I didn't hit it completely. I, I hit uh, four of the five numbers and the alternate number. So what that means is you don't get the big prize you don't get the millions of dollars you get the alternate prize second place prize so anyone who hits 
uh, for the five numbers and the alternate will split this money. Now, I say this, I can't prove it, but I say because of this Black Monday in 87, this was the reason people were out playing the lottery. And guess what? I won just enough money because I had to split it with everybody who did the four numbers in the alternate. So we had to divide the money equally. It was a fair amount of money. It was like fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I got just enough money to install a brand new stereo system in my car. Isn't that a fun time? I'll tell you what, it was fun for me. When I hit it, I thought I was a millionaire. I was a young man. I thought I was never going to work the rest of my life. So those three things, the clock, the blanket, and the hitting the lottery, kind of were all very close lumped together. There's the streak. There's a streak. How about another streak? Yeah, this one's, this one's actually a little goofy also. So where I'm living at the time this is happening is a, a small town, small community. And if none of you have ever lived in a small community, you know, the local associations, the fire halls, the ambulance clubs, the you know, little league organizations, uh, soccer leagues, they all wrestling leagues, they all try to make a few bucks to uh, support their you know, volunteer organization. Well, they do this thing called a cash night. Now, what a cash night is, is, you know, you buy a ticket. It has a number on it. You go in, they draw your name out. The last person in the, in the barrel wins the big money. And the big money's a couple thousand bucks. You go there, you get a meal, all the liquor and the food's free for you. You, you know, you have a night out with your friends. I've been to these things before. I've heard of them before. Now, Alice had never heard of this because she didn't grow up in a small town. I grew up in a very, very rural place. So we're, we go to the first one. and I don't know if it was the very first one I was at. I don't think it was, but we went to one now and then. We didn't go to them every night of the week or anything, but you know, we went to a couple of them with our friends. And Now, this is a different crew of friends. Actually, the guy who I won the clock from and the blanket from, actually... Uh, he and I and his wife and Alice, we all kind of hang out with this new group of friends, different group of friends. Uh, and there's 10, 12, 18, 20 of us, I don't know, go to this cash night. I go in there, no big deal. Going through and through and through and I win it. Okay, great. So I win a couple thousand bucks. I don't remember. I, I honestly don't remember. It's less than, less than... 2000 more than $1,000 in that range somewhere. And so, I, you know, everybody's giving me the raspberries. You know, they, you know, my buddy starts telling the clock story again. Oh, Jesus, come on, give it up. You know, it's over. It's, that's 40 years ago. Let's quit that. So I go to another cash night with the same group of people. Oh, it's probably, I don't know, six months later. Well, they decide that and I, and I win, okay? And the group decides that, look, you know, or I shouldn't say the group decides. I, I probably prodded this a little bit. Uh, I you know, pushed a few buttons and said, well, this is kind of boring. If I'm going to keep winning, you know, we should have porn star names because they don't care what your name is. As long as you give a valid phone number and your address, they'll give you the money. Of course, everybody in the places knows everybody else. It's a small town. It's not like you don't know who's standing there. So that started another whole thing, and now they uh, only, I was, I said it, I, we were talking about it that night, and I, I thought everybody in the group would do it. That's not the case. Now someone always buys my tickets for me, 
and I never know what my porn star name is until they call my name out. Luckily, I don't think... Now, I'm pretty sure I haven't won the, the big money. I've won some small stuff as a porn star name. That's nice. That's cool. But it's just something to look forward to. I mean, I, I sit there drinking and eating and whatever. You know, this porn star thing, these, these cash nights are going on. Well, while this is happening, in between the two cash night winnings, let's just say, a, a, another friend of mine comes up to me and he's like, Max, you got to buy a raffle ticket. All right, whatever. I don't care. How much is it? It's like, you know, 20 or 50 bucks or something. I hand him the money. I said, I'm buying it, but you got to fill the stupid thing out for me. Because I hate doing it. I don't mind giving you the money, but don't make me write. You know, I don't want to put down my... So he did, whatever. I don't know exactly what happened there. But lo and behold, I hit that too. Now this was for, I don't know, again, some volunteer organization he was. I was trying to help him support... But this is weird. Okay, so I've hit these two cash nights. I hit this thing. This was like $1,500, $2,000 winning number or winning whatever. I said, so I saw him. He handed me the money, the cash money. And he's like, "Uh, man, you're lucky. I said, how am I lucky? So he told me how this this took place. I'm assuming there was a party surrounding this drawing. I don't know. But I guess I wasn't there. and, And it's been a little while ago. I may not have these these facts 100%, but as I remember it, the truth as I remember it, is he told me that they put everybody's ticket number on a ping pong ball. And they put all these ping pong balls in the front end, or in a, in a front end loader bucket or a skid steer bucket. You know, and if you don't know what that is, go, go look up skid steer or front end loader. You'll see what that looks like. It's a big, huge piece of equipment. They... Somehow got it on a golf green. Now, there's another issue you can think about. You're driving a skid steer onto a golf green. And they dumped the bucket. And the ping pong ball that went in the hole won. All right? That was me. I mean, this streak is crazy. This this is crazy. How do you win that? There's you know 5,000 ping pong balls. If you've never hit a ping pong ball, you don't know how much they bounce. Those things bounce and bang around all over the place. Well, then, so I belong to, to uh, again, we live in a, a fairly small town right now, and and uh, Alice and I belong to a, you know, a local private club, and they have things that, you know, that way you walk in there, you can get a you know, a 50-50 t- ticket, or you buy, you know, there's f- nominal forms of, of, of money collection to keep the club afloat. And they have, you know, we always call them punch boards. And I started playing this punch board. I hit it. And it's, it was 400 bucks. Now, here's the thing. When, when you hit these things, you know, people expect you to spend that money, at least some of it, you know, there's a bar, there's people, there's bar flies, they're all looking at you, you know. And, you know, somebody just handed me 400 bucks. So you buy the bar a round of drinks and walk away smiling. They're happy, I'm happy, all good. Uh, so I thought, oh, okay, whatever. I'm going to you know, put some more money on this on this uh, punch board game. And I did, and I hit again. I'm like, oh man, this is going crazy. And this is a really, I've strung together one heck of a winning streak. We're talking about thousands of dollars here. We, you know, on Friday nights, they would we'd go to this private club and they would have a meal, you know, a catered meal, catered meal, buffet meal, excuse me. And they'd sell a 50-50 ticket. Well, I hit like 
three or four of the 50-50 tickets. Every time I played this punch board, I would win it. Uh, it got so bad, that I, and I felt so guilty at this time, that one of the times when I hit the punch board, one of the ways I hit the punch board was I looked and there were, I don't know, 350 bucks worth of stuff left on the punch board to win. So I, I bought it all. I've, I have won a lot of money from this place. Didn't I hit it again? So I spent 350. I won 400. Actually, I won a little bit more than 400 because there were some other prizes on the punch board. It wasn't the big winner. So I might have won 420, 480 in that range. So you know, I'm winning money. I'm in the plus range. I've. It's not like I'm gambling and not seeing a profit. You go in with 50, you come out with 100, you won. You go in with 50, you come out with zero, you lost. Okay. You go with 50 and you come out with 49, you lost in my mind. So the winning streak. They are weird. They're odd in my life. It's not gambling. Well, I should say it is gambling, really. You know, when my palms get itchy, I start spending money. And most of the time, I start winning money. And it's pure, downright luck. It's gambling. It's nothing more than that. It's not like you see these huge poker tournaments and people are calculating their odds or somebody's at the blackjack table calculating. It's nothing like that. Those are for professional gamblers and they're winning because of a reason or a concept. I'm just lucky sometimes. So those are the winning streaks of my life. I'm older now. Believe me, I'm not a professional gambler. I can't rely on this form of income to sustain life. I would like to leave with, uh, if you are listening to this and you have gambling issues, please get them taken care of. Please ask for help. There's a lot of people around you, more than likely, who would really like to see you come out of this gambling scenario if you're addicted to it or you're having problems with it. Take care, folks. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max signing off. It's not my...